Hello and welcome to Shades and Coffee, the almost weekly look good, feel good podcast, written and presented by me, Vivian Braidwood. If you love motivational stories, then join me to celebrate positive lifestyle, fashion and feel good trends. Lose yourself in this collection of personal adventures and powerful insights as I speak to some of the most inspiring people in the industry, company founders, movers, shakers and coffee takers about what makes them happy and the secrets of their success. In every show, there will be Q&A with them and me, and we really want to hear from you. Ask us any lifestyle-related question or let me know which topics you'd like me to cover. Tag me and use the hashtag Shades and Coffee with Vivian on Twitter or Instagram. We'd really love you to subscribe. Speak soon. Shades and Coffee. Look good, feel good. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe and please rate us. Joining me today is someone who's passionate about medical aesthetics. This Harley Street trained aesthetician, this superb skin specialist, opened her very own clinic and introduced her own award-winning skincare brand, B Skincare, in 2015. Not one to stand still, her innovation and determination led to a rapid expansion. More clinics, expansion into Europe and Africa, and the launch of new cutting-edge and fully inclusive aesthetic skin treatments and skincare products. In 2019, she launched the Vitamin Injections London Skincare range, which, as the name suggests, specialises in vitamin nutrient therapy to boost health and well-being from the inside out. Yes, you can look good, feel good in a shot. <laughs> Please welcome founder, creator and magic maker, Bianca Estelle. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Bianca. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Are you working this morning? From home today. I was working oh, yesterday. It? It's been crazy since we've been back out there. So I, I can't complain, but we literally had a backlog of clients which we're now getting through. Your industry is one of those industries that in terms of kind of PPE, you're already there. You're wearing okay. gloves, you're wearing masks, you're sanitizing, yeah, you're heavily right. regulated, you know, by the council, yeah, by the regulating bodies. It. And we actually, when, when you're delivering treatments, it's on a one-on-one anyway so you have that social distancing is already built yeah, in there you've got yeah, your treatment room it. it's locked away blah 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 yeah. you know you've Excellent. not got masses of people in front of you so it's just a one-to-one -one service like you said so facials so what's the situation with that now again we were very lucky and fortunate because we follow a medical protocol we've been back in work since may the 13th because oh, right. we offer vitamin injections and if you have a vitamin deficiency that's a medical condition so basically oh, may the 13th I remember the day clearly, we were back working. So myself and my practitioners really, really had like two months of work compared to other people having, say, four months of work. Um, exactly. Because other salons and other clinics that yeah. don't do that sort of stuff, they had to come in maybe two months later, I think. Yeah. In July, yeah, something like yeah. this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I really feel for them. I was thinking somebody about it just yesterday and, and just saying, gosh, it, it must have been so tough. And we were just very fortunate that because of the services we offer, the vitamin therapy, for example, that is a medical service when treating people with deficiency. So we were, we were back in there. So we didn't get hit as hard financially as other people did, which I'm just really oh, grateful fantastic. for again. I'm really pleased to hear that. I'm really pleased to hear that. Yeah. In terms of technology, what innovations have you kind of come across or utilised? Well, I think in terms of things like consultations, we're doing, especially for vitamin therapy, for example, mm -hmm. we're doing a lot more online consultations and we were doing that again throughout lockdown and that was quite important to me not so much for myself but I wanted to keep my practitioners in work 
So we implemented consultations online and they've gone down really well. And that's something that we're going to stick with now. So that's what my practitioners were doing throughout the lockdown. And that was great because what that meant is that the minute we went back into the clinic, the, the client could come straight in and have the treatment because they had the consultation at home online, etc. And a lot of people really like that. So that's something that we're, we're definitely stick to now. Consultations are yeah. very long. The investment in getting there, the stress, all of that and getting back actually isn't worth the 15 minutes or half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and feeling comfortable in your own surroundings, that, that yes. makes a big difference for sure. Yes, so massive, massive really difference. really good to hear. The doctors that I've spoken to said it's brilliant. And they could Much see nicer. a lot more people in the process. I, I, I or work earlier or maybe till later yes. because again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah honestly, no, I'm, re- I'm really, really pleased to hear that. Excellent. Excellent. Just looking at you, I think you're the perfect poster girl for your services. You're going, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. it's totally flawless oh, <laughs> and it's glowing. You. What's your uh, morning beauty routine then? So in the lockdown, I formulated lots of new products. So today I was using two of the new formulations that I haven't yet launched yet. You're the um, guinea pig. New- You're testing it on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Myself like and that. also my clients. So today I applied brightening eye serum and then I applied a new vitamin infused AHA serum, which is for my BIL skincare. Uh-huh. And I just popped SPF 30 on because I'm going to pop to the post office. I'm looking yeah. out the window. I can't see the sun. In fact, it's raining. And yet you said SPF 30. I like that. Because <laughs> we've got big glass windows on my left. And if the sun comes right through. No, I like it. Even if you can't see the sun. I mean, there's, I think yeah, there's a whole correct. piece of education that people, they're not oh, aware yeah. of. I wear oh, SPF yeah. every day because the sun Good. is there. Just good because you can. That's see. it. As long as it's daylight, it's yeah. there. That's what it's, I have to educate there. my clients. That no, no, no. I love that. I love that. I'm going good. to pop SPF 30 whilst I pop to the post office. I like. I like that. I always say, like, if you ever see a good, well-qualified skin specialist, the basic information that they should leave you with is to protect your skin from the sun. You know, for many reasons, for premature aging, for pigmentation, all these things. It's a basic rule. So always follow it. Excellent. And do you find people with black skins understand that? Because I no, <laughs> no, no. because obviously people think you've got black skin, so therefore you've got protection from the sun, you don't need it. I'm not false. just saying this. <laughs> if I had a pound for every person of brown, black skin that said, oh, we don't, I would be a millionaire living on a beach somewhere because, yeah, they just don't get it. It's like, okay, we have melanin in our skin, which is obviously mm-hmm. had lots of benefits for aging and, so, and for UV protection, but it doesn't totally protect you from UV. And also, you can get other types of skin damage, such as pigmentation. So whereby our skin will age slower and, and, and better, you could say, but we're still going to get pigmentation. And that's yeah. what people don't quite get. We're still going to get other forms of skin damage. You know, my general rule is that as long as you leave the house and you leave the house in daylight, wear yes. SPF. That's my basic rule. Because in schools, they do sex education. They do, yeah, they yeah, do all sorts. Yeah. So something like this, given how massive the industry is, you know definitely should be in schools for sure this is what i'm thinking yes it should be you know a part of personal care and well-being you know for sure definitely should be in schools in the same way that they should probably you know within schools teach about you know spf and things like that i think maybe in um you know when when people are studying to be doctors i I don't know what component of those studies (laughs) is about the people side no people skills but i found that with many um medical practitioners and I think again this is probably going to be part of your USP there's such a different experience with you because you've got that sort of medical side but what you do have and again sorry any any medical professionals that are doctors especially that are listening to this is that mm-hmm. I think you have lots of training around that kind of the the energy side the people side the service yeah, side that's, 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 it's, it's important and, they, and it's very yeah. healing as well you know yeah like, and I've worked with many medical doctors over the years in, in different clinics and Harley Street, et cetera. 
And sometimes I'd you know, be working with these people and, and listening how they speak to their clients or their patients and just like shaking my head in despair, thinking, can you not just treat them like yeah. they're alive? And yeah, they're like people. They are. <laughs> I think they prioritise their craft, their expertise, their knowledge, their position, and they don't realise that actually part of the patient care or client care you know, the magic and healing can occur through the interaction, through simply listening and things like that, you know? So yes, yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like yeah. to see more of that, please. Okay, now it's clear that you've sure. achieved quite a lot in a relatively short space of time. Oh, thank you. I mean, did you always know what you wanted to do? Or is there a story as to um, how this passion was ignited? And if so, you know, who or what lit that fire, uh, this burning desire in you to do what you do? When I was in secondary school, I always loved science, for sure. It was probably the only lesson I paid attention to. <laughs> in my school reports, I used to always get that. Bianca only pays attention in science. Every other lesson, I'll just sit there, like, doodling and doing silliness. But I love science. and I had a great science teacher. I always say to several people, if they ask me if I could find her now, I would just say thank you, because I owe my career to you. What's her name? Honestly, Miss Singh. Okay, Miss Singh, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> Bianca would like to say thank you. <laughs> Definitely. So I had a great science teacher that really pushed and encouraged me and, and sh effectively showed me that science wasn't boring. Everything that we are doing now, even this podcast, is linked to science somehow. So it's much bigger than sitting in the lab with your, you know, your, your Bunsen burner, although I love doing that. Oh, too. science is life. Uh, science. It's life. That's it's it. Life. That's yeah, I, I love to science. explain to younger people too that there's so much variety in science. I initially wanted to be a cosmetic surgeon or a plastic surgeon. From what um, age? From school? About 12. Wow. <laughs> but then I researched it. So, really? so back then, back then, not, not many people had computers at home, or at least I didn't. So the only time I got to use a computer was in IT. And then I started researching how many years did it take to be a cosmetic surgeon? And it put me off. That's the truth. And then I thought, okay, what else is out there? Started looking at um, cosmetic science, biomedical science, because that was definitely my thing. But then something else changed, and then I got acne. As a teenager, yeah, you got acne. really right. bad acne. I still have acne now. I'll always be an acne sufferer. It's just about maintaining your skin. And again, that's another story that I And at that age, time. that has to hit hard at that age in terms oh, of your confidence. Horrible. I mean, that's and when being you're... in an all-girls school as well. Oh. You know, girls can be mean. <laughs> yes, you know, it's all-girls yes. all school in, in South London. That was hard. And then that kind of led me to going into pharmacies, boots and super drugs. And I had to spend my time when I could on the way home from school looking at labels of products. Uh, what does that do and I'd make a note of it on a pad and when I got to IT lessons the following week I'd google what all these ingredients were so from that point I was already thinking okay how can I fix my own skin and maybe in the in the future because I had such a traumatic time with it I thought what can I do in the future to help other people so from that oh, age nice. already I was quite yeah so, yeah, so, so nice. my story is really the story of my own acne and trying to fix that at a young age and wanting to help other people. That's brilliant. So, so it went from self so, to kind of self, selfless as well. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. So if we go back to kind of the very early days in secondary school, when you get to that point, maybe at 14, 15, so what do you want to be when you're older? And people kind of definitely for sure, and this is no critique to them, they didn't see skincare. It was like you're a beautician. They oh, didn't, yeah. And that's not, nothing wrong being a beautician at all, you know, no, no, more no, power to them. No, 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 say, um, it, say, it, say it loud, it's true. It. And yeah, that's, yeah. As, that's what you want to do with your life. It's not like, serious, why? it's not taken seriously. That's the truth, like hand yeah. on Bible, that's the truth. So, so that was actually initially quite a battle in the, in the early stages. But who are these people? Not your parents? Family members, <laughs> I won't name any names. <laughs> you know who you are. Yes. That's it. But it, it take, I mean, we laugh about it now, we do, we yeah. laugh about it because the yeah, they just didn't take it seriously. It's like, why can I do that? You know, massaging people's faces. Like, they didn't quite get what it was. But in my mind, I always knew it was going to be more than just that. 
It was going to be more advanced skincare and so on and so forth. And, and like you said, often you can go to a salon or a clinic and you're having a said treatment. But if you ask that practitioner who was doing the treatment, so what ingredient is in this or how does it work? Most of them couldn't tell you. And that's frightening too. So yes. all they actually know is just to be robotic how, how to, how to do the and treatment. carry it out. Well, they don't yeah. understand the science and how the, the, you know, how the ingredients work and how they interact and the, the effect on the skin. They don't know this stuff. And I yeah, often just, yeah, it's shocking yeah. really. That's well. scary because in this nowadays, yes. you know, allergies or, yeah. you know, or, or to, to maximize the potency, the effectiveness of something, you might need to recommend that the client, you know, do X, Y, Z. And if you don't know what the ingredients are and how they work, yeah. then you, you know, actually yeah. know if the process you're carrying out is, you know, <laughs> going Correct. to have that impact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's fascinating. So how many clinics do you have now and where, where are they based? So we have our clinic in Marleybone. Mm-hmm. We've just literally opened um, a clinic in Battersea mm-hmm. as well, Battersea Square. And we do pop-up clinics. Thank you very much. That opened on July 13th. Um, and this, we do this pop-up year? Clinics. Like yeah, this year. Month. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> like, who opened the clinic in the, middle, in the middle of a pandemic? Only I did. But, that's brilliant. <laughs> when I did, I thought, am I crazy? But... <laughs> Over the years, I've had so much um, conflicting information about the best or most effective ways to take vitamins, topically patches, tablets, orally, water-soluble, you know, and vitamin injections. What are the main factors people should consider when deciding which method is most suitable for them? For instance, I've got a phobia of of needles. So as much as I love the idea of a vitamin injection, it would be very unsafe for your practitioners to come anywhere near. No, honestly, we have so many people that say that and they're fine. Oh no, I'm like a I'm like a cornered animal. It's it's it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. So um so, so what options would someone like me have, and how does that compare to say injections? So firstly, from the levels of effectiveness at the top via injection, so mm-hmm. that could be IV, which is intravenous, or IM, which is intramuscular. Delivering vitamin nutrients that way, you will absorb 99.9% wow. of the active ingredients. Then we have rectal suppositories. And with that method, you will absorb 98%. And then we have transdermal nano patches. We stick a patch on an area of clean, dry skin, and the nutrients will absorb into the epidermis, into your bloodstream, allowing you to absorb 90% of the active ingredients. Then we have liposomal capsules, giving you 30% absorbency. And then we have our regular ones that you can get in Harold and Barrett's or Boots or whatever you'll absorb a maximum of 10%. Everybody's on tablets. Everyone's I've been taking tablets for years. Industry. A long time. It's a massive industry. Wow. But people don't realise that you're, you're only going to absorb about 10%. Okay, and, and how often would someone have to get these injections? Are well, they expensive or accessible well, the, to all? The prices of the injections can vary from £130 mm-hmm. right up into £650. It depends on what you're having done. Right. Um, most people, they will come for us, to us sorry, with a concern. And the concern could just be to improve their overall health. It could be that they've been run down and they want to boost their health or their immune system or support the immune system. Or it could be because they have a very busy lifestyle and they require more energy. Or it also could be that they have a genuine deficiency, medical deficiency, and they need to get these levels up because having deficiencies can potentially be life-threatening. So if you're in the group whereby you have a deficiency or you're just not feeling very well, then you would look at having a course of treatment. And again, at consultation, we would I tell your your specific sort of treatment protocol. So it could be one treatment a week for three weeks, and then after that every two weeks, and then after that once a month, and every three months. It depends on a case to case basis, which right. is why we offer consultations. Right. Now with the patches, you can literally wear them every day as and when required. 
And for example, we do have lots of clients that either they don't live close to where our clinics are, or they've got a needle phobia, and they've used our patches for 90 days, and they've seen their vitamin levels raised in their blood and also they feel better so that you know the this is the one with the 90 percent absorption yeah, the that's very, still very well high that's oh, really yeah. okay so I, well i had an 83 website i mean is there anything you don't offer i mean i suppose i also of the menu dna testing very interesting yes Physical oxygen yeah. therapy Apparently helps you get over hangovers. I need, I need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, not just for hangovers, but to help you breathe more effectively, to clear head fog. Um, also helps with anxiety as well, because you have to focus more on your breathing. But it's also, it's good for your, your lungs that we're getting sort of a much higher quality of oxygen into the body too, to oxygenate the blood cells. When researching and developing new treatments, where do you get your inspiration? Is it client-led, science-led, intuition? A bit, a bit of both. And definitely I speak to clients. And that's why I love about being an active practitioner. For me, I could never not treat clients because what I learn and what I develop is always is often a result of that client's communication. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of the products in my ranges I've made because a client or clients have voiced a concern. And then yeah, I'll also. make the formulation to address the concern. So that's what I love about being hands-on. Um, but generally speaking, it's just from research, the client's needs and looking at other countries, particularly America and Asia as well, that they're very advanced and things like vitamin IV therapy as part of health, well-being and skincare is very much the norm in Asia. In the way that we cleanse our skin and wear sun protection, they would do that and some more and they'd yes. incorporate some vitamin therapy. It's the norm. It isn't yeah. like, and well, places like, places like Russia, they're very, yeah. very advanced. I mean, in terms of um, the skincare, like most Decent brands have a, have a range that covers like mature skin, sensitive yeah. skin, breakout prone skin. And then they probably have like a catch-all or skin types range. However, mm-hmm. I, I found um, that a range rarely um, effectively addresses real acne concerns, for instance, or pigmented skin, skin tone issues. Oh. How, how does your range differ? Like what's your unique selling? So, so we do have an acne range, which is specifically for acne or oily prone skin. With all my skincare ranges, what I've ensured that I've done is that I... I, I cut out any irritants and particularly with darker skin types we can be more sensitive to things like alcohol perfumes things like that so I cut all that out of my skincare formulations and then we have like a brightening range which will which will address pigmentation post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation sun damage etc even melasma but it won't just do that it will also address your skin if you're oily or prone to breakouts as well great what are your top tips for looking good and feeling good 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 cleansing (laughs) vitamin c AHAs if required, some retinol, SPF always. That's a good basic skincare regime. You know, your AHAs are going to get that skin exfoliating, cell turnover accelerated. So we need to do that because as we get older, the cell turnover will reduce. So we're going we're to have more layers of dead skin cells. So our AHAs are going to help with that fluffing off the dead skin. Vitamin C is an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, encourages skin brightening and skin radiance too. And obviously some protection is going to protect your skin from UV damage as well. In terms of feeling good, I would say most people can, uh, can benefit from B12 and B-complex because a lot of us don't get enough B12 and B-complex from our diet. So I definitely recommend that for energy levels to reduce fatigue and lethargy. And also I'm a massive fan of intravenous vitamin C IVs as well because you'll get the, the benefits for health, which are immune support, um, detox, preventing free radical damage. But again, it gives your skin a lovely glow. So that would Excellent. be my top tips. Excellent. Thank you. And you touched on nutrition there. Um, do you get yes. uh, part of your consultation or the aftercare, et cetera? Is that something that you actually... Yes, for vitamin therapy, with, yes, we do. With the clients. We cover that. Because also that will have an effect often in terms of your, your nutrient levels within the body that can have an effect on how your skin looks. So some exactly. people tell my skin very dry 
or dry and dull. And I'll say, oh, you might be low in B complex if you're quite dry, because B complex is key for cellular hydration, including the skin cells too. And if they say, I oh, look a bit dull, then how about we up your vitamin C systemically internally from the body? So we would do that, for example. Exactly. Brilliant. And again, that's one of the things I think where you can really tell if someone has the gold standard in terms of their level of sort of education and understanding yeah. and passion yeah. for the profession, yeah. because <laughs> people expect to come into a salon or a clinic and get the, the magic happens boom there. But actually the magic happens outside of the clinic. Yeah. What, what yeah. you're, you're eating, it doesn't matter how much you spend on, you know, procedures. If you're eating the wrong thing, your lifestyle is, you know, yeah. upside down. These things are going to happen. Yeah. Impact. That's right. And, and again, going back to education, what we try our best to ensure that every client that comes to us understands is that nowadays, due to pollution and global warming and things like that, and, and, and nutrient deficiencies in the soil, which is a universal thing, we're not going to get those nutrients in the way that we would maybe 50 odd years ago. Yeah. What we've done to the planet, really. So that's where vitamin supplementation comes in, and, and the recommended methods are IV, IMR patches for better results. So we have to educate the client to say, Oh, you might think that you eat a lot of healthy green things, and we hear that all the time. But if your gut isn't healthy, or if you're not absorbing it, or if there's deficiencies in the soil that that produce might have come from, you're never going to get that level. Yes. So most people walking around are deficient in at least two to three nutrients at any one stage in their life, or possibly throughout their life as well. Yeah. interesting interesting yeah. and, and apparently your profession is amongst the happiest in the uk so why, why do you think that is and what makes because you because we are results driven at least i am and my team are so to see people getting to their their end point in terms of what they want to to achieve their clinical end, end point and how they feel with their health etc that that makes us happy like that's that's worth getting out of bed and i say that without being cliche it's so nice to get out of bed knowing that you're going to make someone's day and we often do that so that makes it worthwhile, even in the oh, dark winter. Brilliant. It's great to go into work and know that I'm going to make someone feel good. How would you describe your clientele? Like, who do you appeal to and why do you appeal to Gosh, them? For vitamin therapy, I can actually say it's probably about 55% women for vitamin therapy and the rest oh, of men pretty much a for half. vitamin therapy. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty much a half and half split. Side. Oh, that's very but interesting. But for aesthetics, I'd say it's about 60-40. That's still a good split. I mean, that's yeah. still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the male market's yeah. huge. You advertise your range as being fully inclusive. I mean, what yes. exactly um, do you mean by that? In terms of treating all age groups, uh, male and female, and all skin types. And what I will say, and obviously I, I can't name any names, but even in terms of medical aesthetics, there are big names out there that are, you know, consultant dermatologists or board certified dermatologists. And they've run into problems with black and brown skin and they usually end up calling me for help. And people oh, wow. think that because they've got that title, it means they can do everything. And the reality is that's not the case. Again, I used to work with a very well-known Italian dermatologist in Harley Street. And literally how it used to be for me that I'd be in the room with her. The client would come in for a very expensive consultation, about £900. And then what would happen is that they'd then say to the client, go and see Bianca. And I'd look at their skin and I would tell the doctor what, how they should be treated. And that was particularly with black and Asian skin because these consultant dermatologists actually had this title but mm. they didn't know how to apply what they should have learned on the actual right. skin right. in terms of what acids to use, what resurface. They didn't have a clue. So they send them to someone like me who has got the knowledge and experience to treat their skin. So I think, I think it's lovely and about time that, um, that big brands you know, widened their reach and became more inclusive. And it's great to see mm -hmm. someone like you pioneering and leading the way in that respect. Mm -hmm. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing my coffee break with you, Bianca. Great, um, likewise. Con 
keep on innovating and I will most definitely pop in to say hi um, please do yeah, I will pleasure. take care have a great thank day you. thank you take care bye-bye bye. thank you bye-bye you've been listening to me Vivian Braidwood and this podcast was written and presented by me if you like this podcast hit subscribe and please rate us ask me any lifestyle related question or let me know which topic you'd like me to cover during our essential coffee break tag me and use the hashtag shades and coffee with Vivian on Twitter or Instagram we'd really love you to subscribe speak soon Shades and coffee. Look good, feel good.